now you've got your new issue out on the shelves, June issue, and it's bumper filled and uh, lots to talk about. You feel like when you're getting into the summer months, things are going to quieten down, but that's not the case, is it? Neither the case, and it's certainly not the case in um, in magazines because everyone says, you know, it's quiet over Ramadan. But of course, during that month, we're working on the the issue after, and that's when things start to happen again. So no, there's no there's no such thing. And, and if any, we do get a bit of a quiet moment, it's all about doing some strategy and speaking to readers and, and figuring out kind of where we're going to be going over the next couple of months. So yes, 1st of June, and I must say, I know I shouldn't play favourites, but this is my favourite issue of the year. Well, I have to say, I do think it's rather special. You've Thank got you. the Meet the 2015 Homegrown Heroes that we're going to be going through in a moment, uh, where good magazines select those people in our community that need a bit of recognition. They deserve a bit of recognition and celebrating the work that they're doing here in the UAE. You've also got a nice piece on coffee-making machines. And this piece that had caught my eye, because I'd only been talking about this the week before with a friend of mine regarding going home and in fact she was telling me how you know she was a bit concerned she was gonna she was trying to hook up with friends with her family um, and they keep moving the dates and that reminds me a few years ago when I was going back home and I'd arranged to meet and stay with friends of mine and they came back to me and said I love them to bits they're dear friends but they came back to me and said um, actually Suzanne we're going on holiday to Cornwall that week could you possibly change your flights Uh, that's when I would say no I'm coming all the way from Dubai <laughs> I did think it's and not you're driving a, down the road exactly quite a fair exchange there is it really not really so I need to change my flights from Dubai but you're okay you need to or you, you say, need you know to go I could to... do but you can pay the extra yes and you can speak to my boss about changing my <laughs> holiday leave as well so no there's it is a minefield and it is somewhat ironic what we what we deem as holiday can cause so much stress whether that's people coming to us or us going abroad or going to our home countries and staying with friends or family there are a lot of potential pitfalls and a lot to think about so we've got some uh, some, some expert advice from uh, Lisa Hartner who is a, um, a life and, and career coach so hopefully we'll get her on later to share some advice too Friends of Linda our producer she was telling me earlier that uh, the friends of hers they had a big house on the palm and the couple decided to move out so they had so many visitors an army of visitors lining <laughs> up in front of their door even friends of friends that they'd never even no. met before they had too many spare rooms I know they just thought oh there's free accommodation we could have a holiday in Dubai and expecting the, the fridge to be full as well and clean towels and everything laid on for them Ooh, no. so you know what the couple did they downsized they've got a one bedroom apartment now don't blame them no room at this end thanks <laughs> <Yeah>. very much <laughs> but let's take a look Lin- um, Linda Helen <laughs> hello you know why this is is because I, I people I was up at five this morning and I've done a boot camp at 6 a.m. I was doing <laughs> boot camp and I don't know what it's done to me but I'm all over the place this you morning must feel like it's about lunchtime <laughs> if you've been up since I'm a bit time. warm I have to say I haven't cooled down yet <laughs> <laughs> but there you go uh, meet the 2015 homegrown heroes so let me tell you kind of where we're coming from on this so last year to mark our first birthday so the first anniversary of good magazine we wanted to celebrate not only kind of our accomplishments, but also um, kind of celebrate the people that we'd been working with over that past year. And of course, the very nature of Good Magazine, it's very much rooted in the community. We're all about um, homegrown brands, people who are starting grassroots companies, um, often people and sm- uh, small businesses that haven't got the budget for PR or marketing to have a department or even a person who can help promote them um, in, the, in the wider community and in the media. And we wanted to bring them together and give them a good shout out, um, both with a big party and also in the magazine. 
So we, we brought together, it was about 60 people uh, last year and this year, and we kind of split them into different groups as such. So we have the foodies, so this is um, obviously people that are, are interested in food, but so it could be bloggers, it could be cafes that have started, uh, you know, we've got coffee companies, restaurants, techies, so... Um, online apps, websites, things that started here in the UAE that um, are going global and are also incredibly useful to UAE residents. We have the retail therapists, so that's online stores and bricks and mortar stores, um, getting away from the big brands, getting away from the malls and who are offering something a little bit different for shopping. We have the creatives, so music, art, theatre, fashion, interiors. Uh, and we have the idealists, and these are the, these are the people who are perhaps doing charity work. It could be a loan campaigner. It could be a global initiative as well. And finally, we have the glow getters. So the beauty experts, the healthy types, the inspirational people um, who can kind of make you look and feel at your very best. So last year it was a huge success and we wanted to do the same this year. And June 1st, so it's on, on the shelves today. You can find out who our 2015 homegrown heroes are and we'll hopefully touch on a couple of them today as well. Exactly. And we're going to do that when we come back. But before doing that, Helen, just to, how do you decide? I mean, uh, for you and your team at Good Magazine, obviously throughout the year you're connecting with people within our community, right. writing about them or, or looking for them. But you know, how much do you look for people and how much do people come to you? Um, it's a real mix. Like I say, a lot of these people haven't got the budget to, to hire a PR company to send press releases in and make themselves known so a lot of it is through talking to friends talking to colleagues um, online social media because obviously social media is such a great tool for small companies these days because through Facebook or a website or Instagram or, or, or Twitter they're able to contact editors and magazines and get the word out themselves so I'd say it's a real balance. And we have had people come to us say, you know, we'd like our client to be a homegrown hero. Well, it doesn't work like that, I'm afraid. It's, it's people that we feel are offering genuine value and that we think readers should know about. I mean, you'll see on the cover of the issue, we've got all the faces of everyone that we've included this year. And I hope that readers might recognise a few, but equally I hope they learn about the people that they should know about here in the UAE as well. Dan's texting to say, I'm from Pakistan and every single family member coming from the UK, US or Canada, e uh, even back from their vacations, have to stop by here in Dubai. And they expect us to come early and show them around, pick them up from the <laughs> airport. So we've downgraded from a two bed to a one bed, but you know what? The visitors are willing to sleep in the lounge. You just can't get rid of them, Dan. You just need to say no, Dan. <laughs> it's difficult though isn't it? It's very, very difficult. As I imagined, lots of people are texting in on this. Is it a fair exchange, I wonder? We just want to celebrate some of the homegrown heroes that Good Magazine have selected. And they put this together throughout the year. And June the 1st, here we go. This is when the list is announced to the world. It is. And then we have a party for everybody. And we're having a party next week um, at Tribeca, the new restaurant at uh, the Ocean View Hotel. So these guys get a good night out. And it's, a, it's actually great way of um, some of these companies and people meeting as well we, we brought everyone together for a photo shoot in Alcoz this year and we teamed up with Dubai Garden Centre and created a mini garden so complete with gold gnomes and bird houses and garden benches and everything so what was great was to see these guys interacting and, and kind of working together and actually I got a, a message from um, Lime and Tonic saying that they'd met Kareem on a photo shoot last year and now that you know they're working together and I was like how fantastic that's that they, great it's it, what I like to think of as kind of non-cringy networking yeah <laughs> it's like informal it's on neutral territory and 
with uh, with our foodies group this year, they actually decided on set that they were going to be doing a Ramadan initiative. So they're going to choose a labour camp and they're going to get a calendar together. And each of these independent cafes, restaurants, people are going to come together and provide free food for labourers um, one night each during Ramadan. And this has just sparked off a you know a chat on a fo- on a on a photo. But shoot. I think because you're bringing together people that, as you said, they're kind of the unsung heroes. They're starting from a good place. They have passion in yeah, their heart. and they've got a lot in common. They're like-minded and they know the struggles that setting yeah. up a company here can involve. So um, one of the guys I was especially like to shout out about is Tahir from Moti Roti. And not just because he has a Tuk Tuk food stand in the Media One Hotel where our office is and we eat there at least once a week. But he's doing really great things. He's even starting to do seminars um, at places like the Bureau on how to start a food truck. And he's really encouraging people to start their own businesses here and, and look at the food industry as perhaps not an easy option uh, there's a huge amount of paperwork involved but but perhaps leading the way a little bit and showing people how to how to get involved and he's a great example of somebody that's been uh, you know chipping away at this for a few years he now really has. And has come from a corporate world and has followed his passion and great rotis so, oh fantastic yeah. he even had his mum making them yes, at the right market yeah, excellent you know. yeah so he's, he is a fantastic example as well and obviously baker and spice you're very familiar with um but we wanted to give them a special shout out, not just for their cafes, but also for the organic um, farmers market that they've yeah. been doing at Emirates Towers. Really fantastic work. And they're opening a couple of new branches over the next few months as well. One on the Palm and one, one on Jumeirah. So that's a great example of a brand here that's just getting bigger and bigger and going strength to strength. And coming again from such a good place. And I think uh, Yale Maha is one of the forerunners really here in the UAE. You know, coming here sort of six years ago yeah. was the first person really to get people to think about where's your food coming from? How exactly. far has it come from to your plate? And, and respecting the food that you're eating. Exactly. And building that relationship with the farm that was never there before yeah. these guys were just making their start up themselves doing farming in the UAE and she's given them an outlet and an income um, and introduced them to not just the customers at the cafe and restaurant but also people who want to be buying the produce themselves and taking it home and cooking with it and um, I was really pleased to see that Mohammed is in the he is. photo, he shoot. photo shoot and uh, he is a superstar and he alongside with uh, Yale really uh, that was who I went to India with to with, the, with some of the farmers from the UAE to meet organic farmers in Rajasthan and he was very much behind that initiative so yeah they're doing great work they really really are so these are the foodies so some cafes that you might have heard of um, some places that you hopefully will discover as well places like Shakeism which is literally a one-man band uh, Mohammed Patifi is doing um, ice creams and milkshakes and it's all it's all him it's it's, it's fantastic (laughs) lovely and then you've got your techie section which again is definitely something we should all be aware of when it's coming to not only bloggers but also apps and helping us with our day making hopefully making our day easier absolutely and this is something that i think most people if they do want to start their own business or kind of start expressing themselves um this is a really easy way to kind of break into the market so we've got some apps we've got some blogs we've got some um, some websites as well um one of my favorites is uh, draw deck i don't know if you've dealt with these guys before i saw that though i thought they looked really good they are fantastic so it's two guys david and alex and they've set up um basically a platform for local and international artists so they contact them they promote them um they print so you go on it's like an, an online marketplace you find the artwork you like you choose the size you want they print it and they deliver it to your door. And there's hundreds and hundreds of, of um, pieces of art there. And, you know, starts off very affordable, about $20. And then they're looking to start going into homewares and fashion. So um, shoes, T-shirts, cushion covers, maybe shower curtains, that kind of thing. And that's 
really just a nice way of getting some some art that perhaps not many people have yeah and, yeah. and a good business model as well hey De- you know dealing with people that haven't got a lot of artists perhaps aren't that business savvy and don't know how to get their work out there so they're in, in one place and they can promote those artists in one website fantastic so you've got the retail therapists the creatives and the idealists Tell me about this. Yeah, so every every, every month in um, in Good Magazine, we have a page called Do Some Good. And this was very much born out of my desire to want to do charity, but not really know how. I think a lot of us have good intentions and want to be giving something back, but perhaps just need a bit of encouragement or it to be you know to tell you this is what you can do this month or this is a, a cause that you can support. So we wanted to bring together some some people that have been doing fantastic things over the last year and you know and, be, and even earlier. Of course, with the recent tragedy in Nepal, um, there's a couple here, Nabin and, Ni- and Nicola, who kind of fly the Dubai flag for a charity called Children of the Mountain. And they work to protect the rights and welfare of children in Nepal. And they've raised huge amounts of money to build classrooms, schools, kindergartens, and help thousands of children already. And this is a charity that obviously needs a, a huge amount of help, especially now. Um, we've got... Uh, people I have done if you've met Magic Phil he's quite the character I haven't I've heard about Magic Phil I've he's not fantastic. met him fantastic so as as the name might suggest Magic Phil is a magician and he doesn't just do pantomimes and magic workshops and um, and classes around Dubai but he also went to Jordan to to a refugee camp there and spread a little bit of magic and raise money and he's going to go back and, and kind of share that goodwill so he's a real character and is doing fantastic things and we've got a lot of love for Magic Phil and then you've got the glow getters we do <laughs> we do so this is this is your fitness we've got the the roller derby girls in there we've got wire apparel uh, yoga we've got organic press juice we've got a fantastic midwife called Shani from a company called Hatched so she's very much the opposite of the kind of traditional scary stern midwives of yore she's young accessible friendly someone that you would want in your kind of gal pal but she also knows a lot so she's the one that will save you from that awful kind of midnight googling of the dreadful mums blogs <laughs> <laughs> answering all the questions that you are uh, you don't really want to know the answer to so um and those guys we've got some hairdressers we've got chill salon salon inc the surf house who've just opened up their cafe um so these are the guys that can kind of get you a bit fit and healthy and also looking good as well. So there's no excuse if you're short on ideas on where to go, how to get things done, how to maybe if you're thinking yourself of setting up a small business. Exactly. It's all about inspiration. We, we want to be showing um, our readers and, and obviously our listeners today that just because you've come over here to work for a big company, you're not stuck in that corporate world. You can strike out on your own. And it's, a lot of people complain about Dubai perhaps being an inauthentic place. It's only by people starting their own companies here and striking out on their own and taking that initiative that we're going to build a city that is increasingly interesting and cultural and authentic and has something to offer the rest of the world. And multi-layered as well. Um, Yeah, so check out and be inspired by the full list in this month's issue of Good Magazine, Homegrown Heroes. And also, if you've got visitors coming or you're heading off and you're going to be visiting family members and friends, um, how is that for you? Uh, Do you welcome it? Do you get excited by it? Do you dread it how do you handle it well when we come back we're going to be taking a look at the article cope with visits and visitors i'm also going to be talking to life coach lisa harter who is very much behind this feature advising good magazine and their uh, readers so we'll get lisa on the phone and share your messages um, kevin says we set rules for visitors as we both work full-time
time, i.e. what is included and what is not. We request a per head per day contribution to our household budget. We suggest a list of things to, uh, to do that they can do on their own and the cost thereof. Um, a free drive around the palm is included along with a brunch booking. So there you go. That's what you get if you stay at Kevin's house. Talking to Helen Farmer, editor of Good Magazine. And we've just been taking a look at uh, the list, actually, just selecting some of them. But check out the magazine for yourself, The Homegrown Heroes. And lovely messages coming in, Helen. Um, Laura says, I'm always inspired every year by Good Magazine's Homegrown Heroes feature. What an incredible pool of talent we have. Great job. Good. Oh. Thank you, Laura. That's, That's lovely nice. to hear. Yeah. And uh, we are gonna, we're going to talk in a moment about coping when you have visitors coming to stay or when you go to visit others. And uh, Kevin, we uh, were sharing his message about how he kind of sets out the ground rules for his guests um, as they arrive and he will expect them to contribute financially to the running of the house. But of course, he does things with them. You know, he will take them around Dubai or, you know, do host them for a dinner. And he says, you know, and I was asked, talking about this at the beginning of the show, you know, the fair exchange when he goes to visit people then you know he says that we'll contribute on the same basis when we're staying with friends too and we also invite our hosts out for a good meal at least once and we take gifts from here in Dubai to wherever we're going to stay and uh, went on to say just uh, bought good on the basis of the interest you've created yeah. this morning thanks Kevin and thank you for that tip as well I think I think you're right I think it's all about communication and managing expectations of when you've got people coming to stay with you and also when you go to stay with people preparation and communication is absolutely key and also because you might have different uh, kind of you might assume that someone might you know bring you a gift or take you out for dinner if you're hosting them and vice versa and that can leave one or both parties feeling a little bit disgruntled if that doesn't work out. Well, your main contributor to this article in this month's issue is Lisa Harter, who's a personal, uh, she's a life coach and a success coach and we've got Lisa on the line. Good morning to you, Lisa. Good morning, Helen. Good morning, Suzanne. Hi, Lisa. So, Lisa, is, you know, people might think, what are you talking about? Is it that big a deal? But it is. You know, I've been talking to people all week about this. At this time of year, when people are traveling, the tensions start to mound and start to feel a little bit anxious about how it's going to go when you go to visit family. And then, of course, if people are coming to visit you. So is it common in your practice to have people get anxious about this? Yes, absolutely. I think because relationships are so much a part of what, co- you know, comes up in coaching. And when you get down to the specifics sometimes, um, particularly for people living in this region um, where it's full of expats, p- part of visit having visitors and going to visit others is part of our lifestyle. And um, it can create a lot of tension. Absolutely, because it's what I call the all-or-nothing syndrome. You know, sometimes we might not see people for a year or, or months at a time, and then suddenly we can be under the same roof together. That's a good um, point, so isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. You're there with each other nine, ten hours a day or 24-7 a day. <laughs> Our producer Linda's from Germany, and she was sharing with me this morning, there's a saying in Germany, uh, visitors are like fish. After three days, they begin to stink. I think they're absolutely right. <laughs> That is what I've heard. In fact, my father-in-law, when he used to come visit us a lot, used to use that very expression. So I'm very familiar with it, and it is true. Um, But I I think one of your listeners, Kevin, sounds very on top of things. And I I think a lot of people 
um, I think we're afraid to speak up sometimes. We're afraid that others will break or that if we don't say the right thing, it's going to ruin the relationship. Whereas being proactive like that actually sets everyone up for a much more successful visit. Everyone knows where they stand. Uh, and if I, people don't like it, then they don't have to come. <laughs> I think it's difficult because we live in a lovely place that people want to come. Yeah, they want to come and visit you, but they also, some people want to come and have a nice holiday in Dubai, in the UAE. And as expatriates, we sometimes feel we have to live up to the reputation of being an expatriate. Having, having a fabulous life. Having a fabulous rather life. Rather than an everyday normal life exactly. that involves supermarket and yeah. traffic and kids and yeah. budgets. And I, just because I live in a different country doesn't mean that I don't go through the same issues that you might go through where you live but of course we don't always let people know how we're thinking and feeling and what you're saying is Lisa be up front and and uh, and, and you know communicate with your visitors absolutely and the point that was already mentioned earlier is that that great one of setting expectations if, if you think things through ahead of time um, one of the points I had another point I had in the article is just really sitting and actually in your mind's eye going through the visit whether it's when you have company under your roof or whether it's when you're traveling somewhere. And really putting yourself in that place, taking that time, and you will know very quickly what are the the points, the, the, the typical scenarios that cause a lot of stress and tension. And when you're aware of that, you can then be much more proactive in planning appropriately to, to avoid those kinds of pitfalls. Absolutely. I think it's also um, being prepared with almost like a welcome package. So here's your map, here's an itinerary, here's my availability, this is what's booked in, here's free time for you, off you go. And as long as they're aware that you're perhaps not going to be available to them 24-7, and I think a common problem here is a lot of us have full-time jobs, and then there's an expectation to perhaps entertain in the evening, which gets expensive too. If you're upfront about your availability and, and what's kind of booked in for that week or a few days or, you know, a month, if it's, if it's that kind yeah. of trip, everyone knows we're all, we're all on a good footing. Mm, that's a good idea as well. Lisa, what about when you're going to visit others? So, you know, and especially if those people you're staying with, if it's family or friends that have stayed with you here in the UAE and then you're heading off to stay with them. And sometimes what people are saying is it's not really a fair exchange. You arrive and it's like, you know, you're not really feel like you've been hosted or even that it's that special that you're there and that it ends up costing you just the same as when they come to visit uh, again you're the expat so you're the one picking up the grocery bills you're the one arriving with lots of gifts and it's not necessarily reciprocated so is it the same advice in that you know prepare yourself mentally and go through in your mind how this might play out Absolutely. It's, it's the same, same principle. And I think one point to, to remember, too, you know, when people come to visit or when we go to visit them, is everyone's involved in their own lives. You know, they've got their own things going on. So they're not always going to be thinking about how far we might have traveled, um, whether we're jet lagged, perhaps we're with children. Their head is in their existence. They don't know. Uh, what's going on in your life and, and similarly when they come to visit you they're they're going on holiday they're not going to think about you and your work life or your children or your responsibilities so it is so important for you to take responsibility for yourself and to be able to speak up and to to share with them I think I remember it's just brought back to me actually it was a few years ago now and of course you know often if it's family they won't necessarily think about the fact this is a, a hard-earned holiday for you that you now need to sort of decompress and relax That's and right. I, I remember driving up from the airport to my <laughs> mother's house and I was tired you know and uh, arriving and within 
30 minutes of me sitting in her living room she presented all these different bills for me from my <laughs> flat in London and oh explained, Thanks, explained how I should be re-sorting out my finances and just, I just what you need to hear and I was like you know, I just said mum you know what can you just give me a day mm-hmm. before we start having those kinds of conversations and she looked at me and went okay and she got it but like if I hadn't said anything then yeah, she'd you would have got the checkbook <laughs> up one of the tips that, that, that Lisa shared I think is a, it's a fantastic one and definitely relates to what you've just said Suzanne is consider your must-have so what will keep you in shape so to speak during that visit Lisa and that was things like you know rest exercise healthy eating budget things that are so essential to you as a person that you need to continue during holiday and normal life that you need to communicate with people just to stay sane Definitely. It's, again, it's it's thinking ahead because some people just delve into things and then they come out of a holiday broke, you know, or exhausted or having put on a lot of weight. And, you know, the purpose of obviously a holiday or visiting is to enjoy yourself, but it doesn't mean you want to throw away all your, your hard work prior to, to the visit. I think a common problem is, especially if you're returning to your home country, is everybody wants a piece of you. You know, everyone's like, oh, can we, can we get lunch here? Can we do dinner here? I want to see the kids, blah, blah, blah. And um, one very good advice, um, piece of advice I, I really connected with, Lisa, was consolidate visits by hosting a gathering. So you email or create a Facebook event and say, we will be here at this time on this day. It would be lovely to see you. This is your opportunity. And then you're not thinking about running yourself ragged with, with transportation and the costs of getting around. You're there. They can come to you, and you tick lots of boxes in one uh, in one fell swoop. Um, I love the I love the advice you're giving, Lisa, and uh, even it continues after the visit as well. um, To you know, look back and think, what have I learned from this? How could I've done it better? Or how could, as one friend said to me earlier, well, how could they have done it better? Because it's not you, it's them. But you know, you've (laughs) got to figure that out between (laughs) you. Um, So have a look at the full issue and read the article in full at Good Magazine. But for now. Lisa Harter, thank you very much for your time today. Pleasure, and thank you. And I just want to say, Suzanne, um, you getting up at 5 a.m. for boot camp, I think, fills me with much more dread than any visit. <laughs> <laughs> so well done, you. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thanks, you Lisa. take care. Take care, and wish all the listeners uh, great visits uh, this summer. Thank you so much. Uh, well, Nick Mills is uh, a British expat. Uh, she's from Bristol originally and uh, living here in the UAE and has two children aged 8 and 12. And she has a number of experiences with visitors especially as she's from a large family 35 people in her family no less and some of her experiences uh, are good and some are not so good Uh, the toughest one are the cup of tea makers the cup of tea makers let's hear what that's all about from uh, Nicola let's hear what she has to say we've been in Dubai for nine years so obviously as soon as we were thinking about heading out all the friends all the family are almost planning the visit before we've even left yeah, we were kind of bombarded early on. Friends, family, friends with kids, family with lots of kids, couples that had never been to this country. The majority of them had never visited Dubai. Yeah, the first couple of years, we were just really like holiday guides. Very, very tiring. People come out of the woodwork that you perhaps, you know, old neighbours, they all suddenly want to come and visit Dubai. And we've had some great experiences. We've had some bad ones. And I think you you learn from visitors. Each visit, you learn something new about these people and something new about what you're going to say when people call and ask if they can come again. What was a good experience? What was a bad experience? Give me some examples. Sisters, 
fantastic visitors. They are welcome to come whenever they want. They muck in, they get me, they get the kids, they understand when they need to muck in with homework, when they need to cook, when they need to help me with babysitting, when I have to go on school runs. So they're always brilliant. Yeah, others, not so brilliant. Family, maybe a bit more distant family, who the, the, the visitors who make themselves a cup of tea. I always like that quote. And me and my husband find ourselves, you know, whispering about these visitors in bed at night because that's the only private area we have to go. Um, yeah, they just want to be cooked and cleaned for. They bring their washing down to me of a morning. They have their handbag across their body asking where they're going. Um, and, yeah, we almost have to sit in with their holiday rather than them sitting in with our life. Yeah, very, very wearing, funny, but you can probably only stand one visit for a week maximum. What about you going on visits? Tell me about a few experiences you've had. Well, obviously, we're very excited at the moment. We're counting, counting down the week, six weeks to go. Um, can't wait get, to get back to the UK. It can't come quick enough for us. Again, a lot of planning. We go back, let's say, six weeks, and already I'm filling an, an itinerary of who we've got to see, where we've got to go, what we'd like to do with the children to, to make it a, a holiday. It's a holiday at the end of the day, but there's a lot of trudging involved. Again, I think each year you learn something new. The people that you can stay with for so long before you outstay your welcome, living out of bags, it's not easy. And just keeping, I think I've learned, to just keep it as simple as possible. Don't try and cram so much in that you actually start resenting visiting people. What makes me giggle is the people, those types of, the the cup of tea makers for themselves and not for us. Um, You know, let's go and invade on their home for two weeks and let them drive us around, shop for us and cook for us. And let's see how, you know, if it actually sinks in and how, how we kind of. And I think the conversations and the discussions and the stories will continue regarding visitors coming to stay and uh, bringing it all back to you, the good times and the not so good times. And uh, just listening there to Nick saying about the, can you imagine people staying in your house and they get up and make themselves a cup of tea and not offer to make (laughs) you one? When we have guests, we always say, please treat the house as if it's your own. I don't want to be saying, would you like a cup of tea? Can I get you a glass of water? Please help yourself, but also extend some common courtesy (laughs) and politeness. Uh, Well, have a read for yourself in Good Magazine on coping with visits and visitors. And also, there's how to buy a coffee machine. And uh, we like our coffee. We talk about it quite a bit. We were talking about it last Thursday, weren't we, Helen? We were. We were talking about safe levels of caffeine. Yeah, we were. According to new uh, European regulations. So looking about 400 milligrams per day. So don't go too crazy. Read the article, be inspired, but uh, yeah, watch, watch your levels. So we're talking about the different methods of making coffee at home. And I think for many of us, the old, you know, teaspoon of instant and splash of milk is no longer cutting it. Most coffee drinkers now are coffee connoisseurs and want to be having good quality coffee at home as well as when they're out and about. So we are talking about different methods involved, the, you know, the pod, the bean to cup, the pump espresso, the percolator, the filter. And then we've teamed up with a couple of coffee experts around town as well, including our homegrown heroes, uh, Kim and Matt from Raw Coffee. And they're talking about um, the best thing to do is about grinding Mm. the beans. And actually, uh, most baristas will say this, if you're given the choice between a really good grinder and a really good machine, 
go for the grinder. That's going to get the best out of the beans. So with Raw Coffee Guys, they actually, by their own admission, started um, as bootleggers. They, they realised that there wasn't a high quality of coffee available in Dubai, so they started bringing in beans from all over the world. And now, of course, have built a company where they train baristas, they have a coffee bar, they supply both to kind of caffeine-addicted customers and also cafes and restaurants. So a great example of a passion becoming a business. Absolutely, yeah. I remember speaking with them when they first started years ago, and it's fantastic. They've stuck at it, and they do such a good job. And, yeah, about the barista and about understanding your coffee and how to prepare your coffee. And you've uh, given some examples of, you know, the methodology and how to create a good cup of coffee at home, Uh, the filter method, the percolator, the pump espresso, as you said. Um, People have been texting in with their ideas of what they suggest making coffee at home. Now, good morning to Patty, big fan of the show and of Good Magazine. And she says, coffee, my husband's a big fan. Uh, Kitchen Aid never fails in delivering great espressos. We buy coffee beans and grind in our tiny but efficient Seiko grinder and uh, Segafredo beans. Uh, There you go. She says, what else do you need? Sounds good to me. And um, we've also uh, had Hasnain Masoudi saying he uses a red French press from Marks and Spencers of all places. Loves the French press. The coffee's amazing and never have to pay for a single filter. That's a really good point, actually. And you think about the wastage involved in mm. making a daily cup of coffee. And you never have that with a kind of cafetiere type machine because you're not throwing away that paper every single, single day. Yeah, uh, good one. Nikki says, I've just made a perfect flat white at home using my grand gagia. Gagia? Gagia, yep. Um, fed up of getting bad coffee in Dubai. It's not hot enough and it's too milky. Ooh, now they're not hot enough is an interesting point actually um, because this is this tends to be a bit of a, a bit of a trend at the moment and our friends at Tom and Serge have been accused of this and they'll stand by their uh, conviction of, of not serving super hot coffee because they say it's damaging to the beans and it, it kind of compromises the taste and also the experience of having very hot coffee in the mouth you're, you kind of can also kind of scold your, your taste buds and not really appreciate it they will heat it up for you if you ask like my husband does <laughs> but it is it is a real thing at the moment and mm. I think it's, it's what you get used to isn't it if you want a really piping hot cup of coffee or espresso then you may need to specify you want a little bit more heat and I think if you're not getting the taste satisfaction um, then you might say oh you know it's too cold or it's this but actually it might be just the way that they're making it exactly and I did have this conversation with uh, I mean I was talking more about tea on Thursday I had this experience with tea having an ongoing gripe about tea well yeah because you know it's like come on I'm paying good money Let's, let's just have a nice cup of tea that's a good point and it's not cheap no, it no. really isn't. You think about, you know, a, a, a tea bag and, a, and some hot water and, you know, milk and the technique involved or again, coffee. And, you know, you can be paying 25 dirhams plus, which is pretty galling if you're not enjoying it. And if you're going into coffee shops where it's Baltic because the AC is so high and it's That's so right. cold, by the time you get your food and your uh, coffee or tea, you can feel that it's gone cold, you know. So, they, I mean, I, I didn't say anything. I didn't complain, mm-hmm. but it, I was processing it but in my head. <laughs> but it stayed with so, you. <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> Alison's just texted and saying one of her favourite coffees here is Coffee Planet, which is a great one. There, there have been at, um, at markets as well, but you, they also sell the pods. So if you have an espresso machine, um, you can use the, um, the local Coffee Planet pods in there as well. It's a little bit less expensive and they've still got a really good variety of flavours. They've got great variety, yeah. And if you want to learn more about coffee making, then you could check out Boone Coffee, head to their uh, cafe, coffee shop in JLT and they will advise. You can watch them making their coffee, do a little coffee ceremony uh, with the beans from Ethiopia. So, you know, we've got baristas on our doorstep here. We do and I think it's about a kind of a pick and mix mentality of choosing a good machine, getting some good knowledge and I think making it at home and then you're not having that disposable cup mentality you're not you know you're, you're 
you're saving a bit of money. You're as saving well. some money, it, and you're also it adds up. A three, you know, three coffees from a big chain every day. That's a holiday. And with the right <laughs> equipment and the right knowledge, you can really have the coffee to your liking, to your taste. You can, and um, you know, my uh, our art director Karen, she has like a really good flask, um, and her coffee stays hot, hot till lunchtime. Yeah, it's amazing. So it, it it can be done. Save some money, and, and then you know what's going into it as well. There's heaps in June's issue of Good Magazine. Uh, Just in the Good Life section, uh, there are loads of tips and advice of things that that help you, things you can do. I'm loving, and I actually met one of the people from this group, but the female-friendly bike shop. uh, Yeah, very cool. Very, very cool. So the Box Park has has opened up um, just in Suffolk Park on the Wassell Road, and there's some really great cafes, some shops, and the the latest one is uh, Live which is the first dedicated female cycling store in the Middle East. So it's a meeting point for female cyclists. They have female engineers, uh, designers, female retail assistants, and uh, it's, it's becoming a real hub. So they're going to be doing rides as well, workshops, co- coaching sessions, all on bikes designed with women in mind. Pick up a copy. Uh, they're there to help you, inspire you, uh, to have a good life. That's what it's all about. And uh, just to round off this hour with Helen, and as we've been talking mainly about hosting... Uh, visitors or indeed when you go to visit people and you're hosted by others how to cope with that and Hasnain's come back and said I love when family and friends come over I have my cousins over currently and thankfully they're very low uh, maintenance they're easy to to deal with um, and they share in the outing bill payment but next time when people come over I'm telling them let's go Dutch. I like it. This is the thing. Having people to stay can be a very positive experience. So enjoy it when you enjoy it and learn from when you don't. Until the next time, Helen Farmer, have a good week. I shall. Thanks, Suzanne.